Welcome everybody to the Tiffany Talks podcast show where I discuss holistic health, healing, and helping others in 30 minutes or less. I'm your host, Tiffany Patlin, health and wellness coach, best-selling author of the book, Unlocking Your Ability to Heal, small business owner, bless ambassador, and an inspirational speaker. And I am on a godly mission to heal the world. Our special guest today is Yulina, and I'm going to have her come on to share her last name because I do not want to butcher it, but she is a certified hypnotherapist and transformational coach. She helps you to smash self-sabotage, limiting beliefs, fears, and all the BS on the subconscious level so that you can confidently step into your magic to grow and evolve your business with ease. Self-worth and self-love is a way to success and abundance. And I, I couldn't agree more. Let's welcome Yulina. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm very well. Thank you for having me. And yes, I, I wouldn't attempt my surname. <laughs> it's uh, complicated. So yes, my name is uh, Evelina Szczeblewska. Oh, you say it so beautifully. I could not say it as beautifully as you. <laughs> well, it's my native language, so I would hope so. Um, and yes, I'm a certified hypnotherapist, a, a transformational coach, and I love, absolutely love working with women and helping them to um, raise the consciousness and really step into their magic, especially that we still have the headache of a patriarchal world that we live in. Um, so that's a kind of a few words about me. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. And um, I just, I love the work that you're doing. Um, you know, I help people too in that way. And it's just the more of us there are, I think the better, because that means there's more people available all around the world to help people. And so I just love that. And that's why I'm so gracious to have you here and to, for you to share with everybody how you help other people. Um, so if you would elaborate on, and let us know, how is it that you got started? Like, what made you say, I'm going to become a hypnotherapist and transformational coach? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so it was a few years ago and um, my life fell apart, <laughs> as it does sometimes for us. And I was searching for something different. I was thinking, is this all there is? to my life uh, I sort of struggled a little bit with depression after everything that kind of fell apart in my life and I was searching looking um I set myself for various courses they were kind of helping but not necessarily giving me what I was looking for and that's how I stumbled upon uh, hypnotherapy and initially I uh, looked into Norris Sapir I've trained with her 
Um, I'm currently doing a transformational co course with a Jim Fortin. It's a transformational um, coach, uh, program with him is absolutely phenomenal. Um, so I'm still in that journey, but when I started looking into hypnotherapy, I realized the power of the mind that I completely didn't have idea how powerful our mind is. So when I understood the power and the benefits that I started to see in my life, I was like, there's a no-brainer. <laughs> right? Absolutely no-brainer. I need to train in this modality and help other women because I can see so many women living lives when they are not necessarily happy but they don't know how to get out of that because the paradigm, the circumstance, the world that we live in is constantly pushing the information towards us. Well, you should be happy because you've got X, Y, and Z, yet we feel that emptiness inside of us. Um, so that's how I kind of started into, um, you know, started with hypnotherapy because I was really looking for something more to life. Yes, on the surface, looked perfect, yeah. but... It wasn't because when I started actually work on myself, I realized I had a lot of wounds, a lot of trauma that I needed to heal. I didn't love myself. You know, if someone asked me, do you love myself? And I'm like, mm, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but when I started to dig into it, I realized that I didn't. I didn't have the self-worth, the self-love, the self-appreciation, the self-acceptance that you need in order to fully own your magic and show up in a world. And we as humans are incredible liars. <laughs> we <laughs> lie to ourselves all day long. Um, so for me, it was a no-brainer. It was something that I got incredibly passionate uh, and I constantly train and evolve. And the more I learn, the more I realize how much I don't know. <laughs> wow. That hits home a lot. Um, because like, I understand that, you know, going through my own healing journey, I was blown away by how much I did not know, mm -hmm. you know, and many of us, like you said, you know, we just don't understand and we just want a better life and we don't understand what's going on. We don't know what, when, where, why, how, and we're just living in a state of confusion. And uh, that's why I love that you're you're doing this work and that you chose this profession. And another thing that you said that hit home was the lies. Um, mm -hmm. Because, you know, especially in our childhood, if we were raised with parents or anybody, bullies in school, I mean, you name it, it's all over the place. They tend, th those negative statements that were told, um, we start to believe it. But like you said, they're lies. It's not the truth of who we are. And that's why we need uh, somebody to kind of help us realize the truth of who we are, right? And Absolutely. Absolutely. It was because we tell stories about ourselves, to ourselves, and to others all the time. We mm -hmm. had that head chatter in our head all the time. There's always something going on behind the scenes. And sometimes it's just a fleeting thought. And sometimes we have actually a full-blown conversation with ourselves. <laughs> but those stories are rooted in the beliefs. They are located in our subconscious mind. 
And I think what most people don't realize that about 95% of our, um, of us, of who we are, our beliefs, habits, the way we talk, walk, move, everything is in a subconscious mind. And if this is not necessarily supportive and um, encouraging towards what we're working consciously on, all the goals that we have, there is a clash, there is a conflict. And those stories are based in that 95% of beliefs, um, thoughts that we have. So what I'm saying is like, tell yourself a better story, lie to yourself <laughs> better, because most of the stuff that we keep repeating to ourselves, which is who am I to ask this guy out or who am I to apply for this job or who am I to raise my prices is stemming from something that we believe about ourselves. Most of the time rooted in our childhood. And I think this is not being spoken enough because our early formative years are absolutely a basis for who we are today, what we believe, what we think is valuable to us. Um, the way we love everything yeah. i couldn't agree more so if something doesn't work in our life it's like well ask yourself why do i believe this is this even true why do i think this why do i keep repeating this story to myself become more aware mm -hmm. of the head chatter and start small but just observing without judgment Ooh, that's good you know, just watch, just watch the head chatter, see what comes up. And I highly encourage to get silent. Because this is exactly <laughs> the time when all the head chatter is going to go on overdrive. Yes. You know, something that I've noticed, there's certain people, and I, I think I was one of them, I was doing this too. But mm. people, I feel, are afraid to sit alone with their thoughts because of that negative head chatter, everything that you just described. So people will always have music on, or they always have to have a TV on in the background, or they always have to have something of a distraction. Why? Because they can't stand that negative chatter. But I mean, you're correct. I mean, I know firsthand myself, just being alone to sit there with your thoughts. I think that's like a great test. Like if mm -hmm. try it and if you can't do it, like if it's bothering you that bad, you know, reach out to Yelena because she's going to be able to tell you and help you discover, you know, perhaps some trauma that you might not realize is existing within your subconscious and that can help you. Uh, speaking of that, would you like to share with us what that looks like, like how you help people, what that would look like for somebody in case they've never heard of hypnotherapy before? They're like, well, what does it look like? If I were to go to you and help me, like, what would you do? Can you elaborate mm -hmm. on that, please? So I think there's a lot of misconception out there about what hypnotherapy is. And it's a very natural state of mind, hypnosis. We go into hypnosis a number of times throughout the day without even realizing. So imagine if you um, kind of a daydreaming, uh, maybe you're watching a sunset, you go completely focused on something, on one thing, and you're not really bothered about everything else around there. What that does is narrowing your focus to one thing and the head chatter, the inner critic, the conscious logical mind, 
goes, so to say, sleep, if I can say that. It, it just doesn't bother us that much. And then we've got access to the subconscious minds, which is, if I can call it an operating system to who we are. Yes, it's great. It's, imagine if you've got a laptop and you've never updated the operating system. It's not going to work very well. And we are the same. We operate on beliefs, on habits, ways of being that we learn as children. And then we expect results when we're 35, 45, 55, yet we're operating on the same operating system. It doesn't work. So hypnosis is a very natural state where we get clear access to your subconscious mind. And by working with the subconscious mind, we can find out exactly what beliefs are there, why you've got them, where do they originate from. And that way we can heal them. Because when we shine a light on something, there's nowhere to run. The shame, there's no room for shame. There's no room for guilt. So by shining the light, we can heal it. And I always give my clients uh, post-session hypnotic recordings in order to um, build and to wire and to implement new beliefs. So the, we've got lots of sessions. I do pre-sessions when we really analyze what is that the client wants and what is the presenting issue, the presenting problem, because what we think is the problem, it's, it's usually not. It's a, a coping mechanism. Mm. It's a strategy to avoid dealing, facing the painful reality. Because we've got lots of coping mechanisms. People watch Netflix, shop, drink, you name it. <laughs> so many different ways. Or like even like you said, listening music, avoiding silence and being oh. with yourself. It literally goes as simple as that. But if you do that, what does that say about you if you are refusing to spend five minutes with yourself? If that was your partner, what would the partner say? Well, why do you don't want to spend any time with me? Yet we do that to wow. ourselves. That kind of, wow. Like that, that was powerful what you just said. It's true. Uh, if your partner couldn't even spend five minutes with you, but think about that. It's you wanting to spend time with yourself. That's like the most important relationship we should have right. is with ourselves. Wow. Absolutely. You know, we are with ourselves 24 seven. There's no running away from that. <laughs> and yes, we can listen to music. We can constantly being busy, but what we're doing, we're just perpetuating the problem. The problem will not go away. Mm hmm by having a short-term discomfort when we have to face those uncomfortable emotions. Because emotions are energy. They want to go through the motion. They want to go through our body. But by refusing to face them, with having an emotional congestion. Yes, like they're trapped. We're like trapping Absolutely. them, right? Absolutely. So by having that temporary discomfort by facing them, we allow them to release, to go through the motion and allow them to release, to go away. And then you can move on with your life because there's nothing else there to trigger you. Yes. So let's say if your partner or something minor triggered you, 
it's not really the problem. It's usually a, a something deeper going on that you're refusing to face. I agree and the analysis allows you to look into what is that deeper issue and the deeper problem. Because if you think about it, when we come into this planet, we are being born. We know nothing about the world. We know nothing about who we are. We learn all of this by observing and watching our parents, the school, friends, TV, commercials, cartoons, everything that we watch and observe. And imagine that as a child, we do not have a critical mind. So we are walking, talking camera with a microphone. Yep. <laughs> Absorbing everything. Yes. Good and bad. Good and bad because there's no there's no logic, there's no filtering. So it would take everything on a face value. So let's say if um, your dad had a bad day at work and you really wanted his attention, he's like, oh, not now, Tiffany, not now. We have to go. And you were like, oh, oh my God, he doesn't want to talk to me. And it was a quite emotional distress to you because you really wanted his attention. You really wanted to show him something. And in your five-year-old mind, you're like, oh, there must be something wrong with me. Clearly, I'm not lovable. And what the mind does after that is look for evidence that this is true. And you will, because the mind is so powerful. When we look for evidence that something is true or not true, we will find it. Yes, I agree. <laughs> you will find it. It's like when they say, uh, when you're playing that uh, game, it's like if you're outside looking at a, a for a certain kind of colored car, you're going to find them. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, anyone out there, if you bought a car, suddenly you see your car everywhere. <laughs> you know, because your mind is searching for it before you haven't seen it at all. So, you know, your mind is searching for the evidence and then as you go through life. So by creating certain beliefs as children, what they are, they are tools, they are coping mechanisms because we want to be seen, we want to be heard, we want to be loved and we need that affection and love to survive. You know, a, a two-year-old is not exactly able to look after um, itself, herself, you know, um, to survive. But those childhood tools become adulthood problems. Yes. Because by avoiding showing emotions, because when we did maybe as children, we got hurt, when we do this in adulthood, we can create meaningful connections with other people. We can create a meaningful relationship, um, private and personal and at work. We struggle to find friends. And it just the list goes on. Maybe we can, you know, maybe we grew up in a household when dad was work drinking. I always go for the dad, I don't know why, but <laughs> let's say <laughs> mom is drinking. <laughs> And then we search for unconsciously a partner that's drinking because we recreate the same environment unknowingly. We're not we're not doing this consciously. And then you feel like, why always go for the bad guy? Why always choose the guy that it's not looking? Uh -huh. you know, it doesn't see me because unconsciously we recreate something that the mind knows. And the mind's number one job is to keep us alive. 
and by keeping us alive it means it search for things that are unknown and familiar but because it knows how to navigate us and when we go in for something different and unknown the mind then throws a hissy fit and it says oh you can't go there you don't know what's going there you don't know what's going to happen when you leave this job and start a business you don't know if you leave this relationship i know he hates you but it doesn't matter you don't know we might get a, a worse guy the mind never goes maybe you're gonna find a better job you're gonna find a better job when you're gonna have business you're gonna make more money the mind always goes for the worst case scenario because it tries to keep you in this safe known environment the fact that you are unhappy the mind doesn't care you are alive and safe that's all it cares about so it's, there's lots of rules of the mind that I always talk with my clients. I help them to navigate the mind. I help them to understand how they operate. And as we go through the changes, I always meet my clients after a hypnotic session to help them navigate the changes because it can be uncomfortable. And that's where the uncomfortable comes in because we are changing and the mind doesn't like it. Mm. And, you know, the healthy fit could be an anxiety attack or you may actually physically feel unwell. So it's things like this that help clients to navigate as we work together. And some of my clients have phenomenal transformations, which is absolutely a music to my soul. <laughs> I love that. Are you able to share, like, I, I know things are confidential, but could you share, like, like, with us, just something that's inspirational, like a transformation that you experienced that was like, oh, I'm sure they're all great, but for time's sake. <laughs> um, so one of my recent clients, um, so she's about 60 and all her life didn't feel confident. She struggled to find friends. She had no boundaries. So she was bullied by a mm. uh, family she chose relationships that were very unhealthy for her and it all stem from her relationship with her father mm. she never felt seen or heard by him he questioned her all the time and what that did to her she questioned herself she was very insecure because the fact that she was questioned as a child it made her question herself. And by having no boundaries, no self-worth and low confidence, she attracted the kind of people into her life that were bullying her. Mm -hmm. So now she's in her 60s and her husband died. She has no friends. Oh. She has no one in her life, okay? So she reached out to me because she, 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 she saw this as the last attempt at having something going on in her life she doesn't necessarily look for a partner she i think had two or three husbands <laughs> so she was not interested in that but she definitely wanted to find a friend or two and as we worked together her transformation was just amazing because what's important to understand is as well as we work together the more you are invested in a work 
the more effort you put into it, you do the exercise that I suggest, you listen to the recording and you do all the things that I say, the bigger, the faster, the greater transformation you're going to have. And she was pushing herself past the comfort zone. So she was going out to meetings and, you know, before she would never, ever come up to anyone to say anything. She was going out, um, asking people, you know, how they are, asking to meet. And every week we met, she was doing something to push herself past the comfort zone, past that safety that the mind was creating for her, which was showing to her, well, she didn't die. Nothing bad happened, quite the opposite. She felt amazing. She gained new friends. She gained more confidence in herself. And that's why she got an amazing transformation. Wow. That is, and she's 60, you guys. Like, I I say this often, it's never too late to heal. I hear people all the time that are in their, you know, late 30s, 40s, 50s, and they make that statement it's too late for me. I would say that that's another one of those lies, right? That's in their head. That's a part of that negative mind chatter because that's not true. Your life is literally what you make of it. And I I believe like you, it doesn't matter how old you are. It's never, ever too late to put yourself first and care for yourself and heal yourself. It's never too late to start. Never. Absolutely. Because if if you say I'm too old, or or that's not for me, examine that thought. Where does it come from? How does it serve you holding on to that old story? Because there is always a secondary benefit to this. What is the benefit to your life? Does that mean that you continue to be in your perceived safety zone? There's something there holding you back so it's always about examining being curious and open because everything is a habit it's a habit of thought saying this it's and it's so automatic and that's where the silence comes in that's where being self-aware comes in because that's where we're shining a light on the head chatter that we have and yes a lot things you can change in your life by yourself but there's nothing else like a skilled hypnotherapist that can really dig deep and find the root cause of that problem and once we shine the light we dismantle the belief then because you have to let go to let in yes there's no other way out (laughs) i love that so very much um this was great information. I made a couple comments um, in there to things that you said, some really juicy points that you said. This is a very powerful, and I want, I just want everybody to realize that even if you think there's nothing wrong with you, or there's not, it doesn't even have to be wrong. It's not that it's wrong. It's just things that you could be doing better to make yourself better. I would encourage you to reach out to Yulina because she could you know, have you do a session and you never know something can come up that you were never aware of. And the beauty on the other side of that is, you know, healing. I mean, just think about this 60 year old client. Now she has confidence. Now she's happy. She's reaching out there and she's gaining friends, something that she always wanted to do. And now she can do that. 
and you can have that too. There's no telling what's hiding, what's lurking underneath the surface. And, you know, Elena is here to help you do that. Um, so as we come to the end of our show, can you give us a profound statement or anything positive that would inspire our listeners today? Oh, uh, put me on a spot here. <laughs> um, I think I will go with what my mentor always says, and uh, that's Jim Fortin. Where is your attention? Ooh. Where do you keep your attention? Because where is your attention is exactly what you're going to get. Wow. I love that. That was very profound. It's true. Where is your attention? What are you focusing on? Because what you focus on grows. That was beautiful. Thank you so much for that. Um, everybody, uh, please follow Elena on social media. All her links are in the description box. Uh, thank you, Elena, so much for coming on. You shared some great information. And um, just thank you so much. And we will be in touch. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you for thank having you. me. You are so welcome. Take care now. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you to everybody listening and watching today's amazing episode. Uh, please feel free to comment with what resonated with you and invite your friends and family to like and follow the Tiffany Talks podcast on Facebook and YouTube. You can also listen on all major podcast platforms. And um, typically I leave you guys with a, a thought, but I think I just want to piggyback off of what Yulina said. And that's just pay attention because what you focus on grows. And don't hesitate to reach out to her. You are precious. No matter what it is that you, you know, the lies or anything like that, just, just start focusing on you. You matter. You're important and help is out there. So I'm Tiffany Patlin signing off until the next episode. Take care. Bye everybody.